Life by Divine with Sue Demay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is Global Impact Visionary Leader Sue Demay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here once again with you and entering your life in whatever capacity, whatever you're doing in this moment, and just being a, a ray of insight or light or love, an opportunity to pause and to reflect on your own thoughts and your own mind and your own life and really tune into your heart, letting your heart lead, letting the divine lead you in every moment. And today's topic is what came in this morning was embodying our divinity and humanity's battlefield. Now, when I look at kind of everything that's going on in the world, I have like this perception or perspective of what's going on. And then I'm going through this like personal experience that's really just really rocking my world in a way that it's, it's, it's causing me to pause and really hold my light in a way that I haven't had to do in a long time. So it, this is a fresh message for me as well as for you as it's coming through. And the message that came in this morning as I was joining with somebody, because I was really feeling off-centered myself and I'm, I'm really struggling to stay in alignment the whole time. I'm reaching out for support from my people, the people that, that are holding the high note for me. And the message I got was she, she had said something about where are you on the battlefield? Are you on the battlefield? And when we're on the battlefield, when we're in the battle, looking around and we're actually standing in our humanness on the battlefield, we can easily disconnect from our divinity. We can get caught, so caught up in our humanness that we forget our divinity. We forget to ask for guidance. We forget to let the divine lead us. We forget to let love be our driving force. And as soon as she said the words battlefield, because I really feel like I'm, I'm watching this battle happening and Growing up, I was always one to be the peacekeeper. I always wanted everybody to get along. I always wanted everybody to like everyone. I always wanted to keep the peace. And of course, that's not always possible. And especially as a child, that wasn't as po- and that definitely wasn't possible. However, that was my nature. I wanted to be the peacekeeper. I wanted everybody to get along. So as I'm going through this situation and I'm witnessing these two really divided opposing sides, I find myself very tempted at many times and I do kind of get on the bandwagon of taking one side or the other. And that's my human reaction. And when I step back and come back into connecting to my divinity and allowing myself to respond, I actually have a different perspective. 
so I can see both sides. I can see the, the love and the call for love. I can see the fear and love. And at the same time, I can recognize that there's some action that needs to happen here. There is some fierce love and messages that need to come out in ways that it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be easy and in some ways may even feel impossible. So if you're facing any situations like that or if you've faced a situation like that, you may know what I'm talking about. The purpose of today's episode is really about helping you see what's going on in the world. So there's that external perception of the battlefield. And then there's the internal battlefield that happens as well within our own minds. And the more we go inward and see what's happening in our own mind, the better we're actually equipped to deal with what's happening on the outside. So what I keep doing for myself is I keep bringing myself back in and looking at my judgments and looking at my thoughts and looking at my triggers and feeling my emotions and feeling any of the, the fear or the guilt or whatever it is that's coming up for me in that moment so that I can process those emotions and process that energy and move that density and come back into being being able to hold my light. When we look at embracing our humanness and embodying our divinity, we need to honor our own humanness. At the same time, we need to honor each other's humanness. When we honor our own humanness, we're actually witnessing and honoring the ego the part of us that believes we're separated from everyone else, the part of us that is caught up in, in the day-to-day life reactions. The ego's nature is to react. The ego only knows fear. And we're programmed to be afraid. We're programmed through fear. It's not our natural, innate way of being in life. When we're programmed to react with fear, when we're programmed to fear fear, when we're programmed to be in fear and to filter life through fear, we are meeting the world's fear with our own. And when fear meets fear, fear expands. The good news is when love meets fear, love expands. The challenge is, how do you hold your own light? How do you hold your own? How do you hold steady? How do you stand solid in your divinity when you're in the field of humanity, when you're in your humanness? And whether it's a battlefield or whether it's just a challenge or whether it's just witnessing life as it's going on around you, anytime we're triggered, Anytime we have a hit within ourselves, that's an indication there's some leftovers for you to look at. That's an indication that there's something there for you to explore, something there for you to heal. Now, it would be easy to say, if that situation would just change, then I would feel better. And it's quite common for people to walk away from situations that feel hard or feel challenging or feel impossible. 
And sometimes we're meant to do that. Sometimes that's what's guided. And other times it's actually guided to hold steady. It's actually guided to stay the course. And it's in those times that we can really feel stretched, that we can really feel that we're stepping into a real element of discomfort. But whatever we go through, we can grow through. So it's purposeful. I talked last week about the idea that if it's on your path, it's purposeful and helping people find meaning and peace in the pre- using present moment hindsight. It's essential that we either try on the idea or embrace it fully, that if it's on your path, it's purposeful. And we don't always get to see or understand It doesn't always make sense in the moment. In those moments, we need to lean, lean hard on our faith, lean hard on deep trust. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. When we look at the anger and the hatred and the fear in the world today, there's a lot of division. There's a lot of vocal outward projections there's a lot of language being used there's a lot of verbal attacks there's a lot of mm, virtual attacks happening as well and the question really becomes how do we meet all of that with love compassion and understanding And that's been my biggest stretch in this situation because there's the perception of two sides and there's a perception of right and wrong and there's a perception of fighting to be right, both sides fighting to be right. And as long as we're fighting to be right, we will always feel wrong. It's not a question of who's right and wrong. As long as you're fighting to be right, you will always feel wrong because in the eyes of someone, you will be wrong, even if you're right. And the ego is all about right and wrong. It's all about duality. It's all about that fight to be right. So the ego goes into battle. The ego sets up the armor and... and sets up the defense before the battle even begins. So there's the external experience of fighting to be right, trying to convince someone to change their mind or see, their, see your side or to change their perception. And then there's what's going on in our own minds. The ego creates its own battlefield up in our own mind. And it's actually that battlefield that causes most of our suffering. So when I joined with my friend, soul sister and spiritual guide this morning and her words, where are you, where are you on the battlefield? And I could see myself standing in the middle and trying to keep the peace and trying to navigate the intensity and this and and dodge the spears and dodge the arrows while trying to create a bridge 
And at the same time, then I could feel myself being invested in, in the injustice or being invested in bringing the truth out. And I realized in that moment, I'm like, I may be trying to be the peacekeeper here, but I'm in, I'm in the middle of a fight. And in the middle of the fight, you kind of need to take sides. So I saw myself rising up above the battlefield and not in a superior, inferior way, but just like a perspective way, kind of zooming out. My awareness was down in the battlefield. I'm looking around. I'm in the battle. I'm in the middle of the fight. I'm, I'm actually feeling pulled to, to take sides and reacting and fighting to be right or helping others fight to be right or fight to be heard. And I realized that I wasn't, I'm not serving anybody there because I'm in my humanness. I'm, I'm in alignment with in those moments, I'm in alignment with my ego. And even if I can be the peacekeeper, if I have attachments to any outcome, that's ego. So to be a clear channel, to come and from a place of my divinity, to, to be that messenger of love, I need to, in some ways, remain neutral. I can take a stand in love. I can take a stand for compassion and understanding. At the same time, I can take a stand and say, okay, what you're doing is not okay. It needs to stop. And this is what we need to do. So it's not that we kind of step back and let love kind of sprinkle everything and expect everything to get better. There is a uh, love in action, which sometimes appears to be kind of direct or it can look intense it can be a real having a real voice and standing up for something but we need to be what i realized is i need to let go of my attachment to the outcome so when we are guided when we let the divine lead us when we live life by divine we are guided moment to moment and it's in those moments that we can surrender our plan, we can surrender our preferences, we can surrender the ideas that we have, and really empty the mind to be open to whatever the guidance is in that moment. If we have an attachment to the outcome, we need to surrender our attachment to that outcome. If we have a preference, of how we want it to play out or how we think it should or shouldn't play out, then we are letting our humanness and potentially our ego get in the way of allowing it to play out the way it's meant to. This is where in Heartland Living, my, my book that talks about 10 principles that shift from head to heart, shift consciousness from head to heart, two of the principles, one is be open to anything and the other one is be attached to nothing. 
Now, at the level of the mind, those may feel like they're totally contradicting or canceling each other out, but they're not. It's like be open to anything, be attached to nothing. So I can be open to playing the role I'm meant to play in this battlefield that I'm witnessing. But if I'm on the battlefield, sitting in it, looking from my human perspective, I don't have the perspective that's going to be able to serve everyone. So I need to step back and embody my divinity. I can embrace my humanness. I can honor the human experience of it. I can definitely recognize it's a challenging classroom and it feels almost impossible sometimes to navigate. Some days I'm, I have to walk away, take a break, breathe, meditate, do yoga, whatever I need to do, take a bath. At the same time, I know as I embrace my humanness through this challenge, I need to embody my divinity. Because it's that divine perspective that serves everyone. It's when we can pull ourselves back out of it a little bit and be witness, be the compassionate witness to what's happening for us in our humanness as well as everyone else in their humanness. That's where we can have some compassion. When we're in it and we're sitting down with the ego and the ego is convincing us of the injustice and convincing us we need to fight to be right, we will always feel wrong. When we're in it and the ego's beside us, whispering in our ear all the fear-based programming and justifying, we, we won't be able to find compassion. The ego doesn't know compassion. It doesn't truly know compassion. It's not capable. It can disguise itself as love. It can disguise itself as caring. But the ego is our teacher of fear. And it only knows fear. Spirit, the inner spirit, the divinity, is our teacher of love. The beautiful thing with spirit is spirit can meet us in our humanness and remind us of our divinity. That's the intention I hold each week and that's the intention I hold every time I meet with somebody is to meet them in their humanness and remind them of their divinity, deliver the message in the way that they need to hear it in that moment. So I'm willing to play my part and be the channel for the divine message. So I show up in my humanness, but it's animated by my divinity. It's animated by love. And that's where this challenge has been pulling me really strongly between standing in love, honoring my divinity, and getting caught up in my humanness and reaction. So... The beautiful thing is, because I've been doing this work for so long, I'm more and more solid. I can't imagine doing this 10 years ago. I probably would have thrown in the towel a long time ago. And 
to, to, to be able to actually mostly stay in alignment at this time is a miracle. It's a true miracle. So for those of you that are really struggling, that are facing something that is quite intense and, or that you're feeling this thick layer of de- or density that's rising right now for healing, I hear you. I get it. It's not easy. But it's necessary. What's happening right now is a big cleansing and a clearing, a purifying. There's a big purification happening. And everything that's no longer serving us is rising to the surface within us and around us. Everything that's all the density, all the leftovers, all the fears, all the the emotions, all the trauma that we never faced or we have still left to face is coming up to the surface for healing. And for some people, that's a big ask. That's a lot of density. If you haven't been doing, if they haven't been doing their healing work and kind of processing their stuff, then it's going to come all up in a way that it just feels almost unbearable or impossible. And I have great compassion for those individuals. Right now, the invitation is to take it one breath at a time. One moment at a time. That's all we can do. Whether it's a situation we're witnessing or a situation we're in. All we can do is take it one moment at a time. And know that in each moment, you're either aligning with ego as your guide and teacher, which is the teacher of fear. So in other words, you're aligning with fear or you're aligning with love. You're asking spirit or the divinity to guide you so that you can play your human role. You can play the role you're meant to play on a human level, but you're doing so animated by love. That's what the world needs. That's what we all need. And yes, it's a big ask right now. It's a big ask. It's a big call. And for some of you, it's going to feel like, okay, I got this. And then for some of you, it's going to be like, I don't even know where to begin. Especially if you're facing a really challenging situation. And the truth is, you don't know how or where to begin. That's the truth. Our mind will justify. Our mind will try and wrap it around and think about it and analyze and figure it out and come up with solutions. But really and really truly, from our human perspective, we're not equipped to navigate this. Not the way we used to be. Things have changed. The shift has happened. It's continuing to happen. There's another wave here of, of, of awakening that's arriving now, it's, it's in our face and there's big shifts that need to happen. Big changes that are have already happened and are continuing to happen. And it's a big call. So in this moment, I'm gonna invite you just to pause, take a breath, be here now, be here now with me with every word, 
Just be here now with every breath. And when you forgive and offer over everything you think you know and everything you think you don't know, you can open your mind and create a space for curiosity. And when we create a space for curiosity, then we can be guided by our divinity. We can be guided by spirit. We can be given the directions moment to moment. And it's essential that we're focusing moment to moment. We may get glimpses of what might come. We might get glimpses of the path we're on, but it's essential that you're focusing moment to moment. And the reason for that is because it's really easy for the ego to cling on to a potential outcome. And then you have attachment. And if you already have decided or you're attached to an outcome, or you already decided how you want it to play out or how it should play out, then your mind is closed. A made-up mind is a closed mind. So the invitation is to pause. Take a deep breath right now as you're hearing my words. Actually breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Land here and now. Use your breath to anchor you. And just know that whatever you're going through, you will grow through and you will be guided in every moment if you're open, if you're curious, if you're willing, if you're tuned in. And I know, and I have complete faith in you, that whatever is on your path, you're capable of handling. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that something on your path is there and you need to go it alone. It would be in the ego's first choice to make us feel like we're all alone and we need to carry the burden and it's heavy and it's hard and it's impossible to do by ourselves. I want you to be open to the mighty companions that are meant to be around you in any of the challenges you're facing. That could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be an animal. It could be a good companion. You might seek advice from a professional. You might reach out and work with a practitioner, a healer, a guide, whatever it is. All of the details will be given. Whatever is meant to be on your path will be given. Those mighty companions will be shown. If you're open, if you're curious, if you're willing, if you listen. And the more and more you remove the blocks, the more and more you align with love, the more and more you're going to hear and open up your intuitive channel, the more and more you're going to get clear guidance, clear direction. Remembering that it comes in moment to moment. I like breadcrumbs or like a recipe. One, one ingredient at a time. Spirit works in the present moment only. And it's the ego that works in the past and works in the future. And the ego's domain 
in the future loves to give you more than one step. So if the, if the guidance is send this email and you're doing that, then the ego is like, and then you're going to do this and that, and that, and that, and that, and it becomes overwhelming. You have like three or four steps in front that the ego is kind of pointing to instead of focusing on the step that's in front of you right here, right now. So that's the invitation. Be here now. And ask yourself, what perspective am I seeing this through? What lens am I looking through? Am I looking through that lens, through the ego, through fear? Is it being filtered through the limited perspective of my humanness? Or is it being filtered through the grand perspective of my divinity? Every time I get caught up in what's happening on a human level, in the human battlefield, I feel it. It feels like I'm getting beat up, even if the arrows aren't hitting me directly. Some of them are. Some of them are being shot right at me. Even in those times, I'm, I'm at a choice point. And I can draw myself back, honor the human experience, and embody my divinity at the same time. I can ask for another perspective because when I receive those perspectives, which I did this morning after I joined with my soul sister, I got that that insight from her, it, it opened up. My mind just went, and then I started to actually receive different guidance. And I actually received a possible resolution. And I softened. But the reason I couldn't hear that is because I was attached to one particular outcome. So when we can step back or rise back and above the situation. So we're in our humanness and our divinity can kind of pull us back. And in our awareness, we can actually witness what's happening from more of a global perspective, bird's eye view or a soul's eye view. Then we receive different insights. It opens our mind to another perspective. It opens our mind to other possibilities. And what would feel impossible sudden becomes possible. What's feeling impossible in our humanness becomes possible in our divinity. So I'm going to invite you to take another breath. Again, with each breath, land here and now. We're going to take a short break. And after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can meet all that's going on in the world with love, compassion, and understanding. And how when you set that intention, your experience of life changes, or your impact in other people's lives as well becomes immeasurable. We'll be right back.
Outside Living Intuition Academy in the Sudeme is a unique unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartloveliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartloveliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You are listening to Life by Divine, and my name is Sue Dumay. I've been talking today about embodying our divinity in humanity's battlefield. And it was an interesting word. I was kind of hesitant to use that word even in the title, but it really resonated for me this morning when I received that word. And it shifted my perspective. It shifted what I was facing I want to start the next part of the show as we kind of go into the second half here with a quote by Nelson Mandela. And I've included this in at least one of my books. I can't remember if it's in two of the books, but it's definitely in Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong. And the quote is, no one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. They must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love, for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. When I reflect on that quote, I, it reminds me of our choice in every moment to meet fear that's in the world with love. And the question really becomes is how do we, how do, we do that? The challenge is, is that we've been programmed to be afraid. We've been programmed to fight. We've been programmed to meet fear with fear. And that's not our natural essence. That's not our, our natural way of being. We're, we are intuitive beings, but we are loving beings. We come from love and the divinity. We're an expression of love, a unique expression of the divine. And all of us have an essential role to play. So when we make a conscious choice to be animated by love, to allow the divinity to work through us in our humanness, to be our voice, to be our presence, to be our bodies, to animate us so that we can actually be the lighthouse or be a messenger of love, then everything shifts and the impact we have will be different. Having compassion and understanding is is challenging sometimes. It's challenging to understand why certain people do what they do. And this is part of what the conversation I had with Neil Donald Walsh on the show. You can 
search back for the previous episode and listen to the podcast replay for that show. He talked a lot about understanding. When we can understand, then we can have compassion. When we can understand or even attempt to understand, it softens our mind. It removes judgment and it creates an opening for compassion and for love. So when I'm looking at these two sides of this battlefield and I'm standing in the middle trying to keep the peace, but at the same time trying to stand for what I feel at times is right, I need to release that and I need to return to this space of what role am I meant to play right now? And what in those times where I do that, I'm able to actually bring in compassion, not only compassion and understanding in my own mind, but compassion and understanding for others that are involved and help them see that what that person is doing is actually coming from fear. What that person is doing is coming from whatever it is, insecurity, whatever you want to call it. I'm not talking just about the situation with me, but any situation. You can see that if someone's coming from a place of fear, they're usually it's usually not about how, what's presenting. It's usually about some leftovers, something within themselves that they haven't healed. That's the, the example of bullying right now. And there, there's, there's bullying in schools, but there's also bullying in workplace. And there's bullying on social media and there's bullying everywhere right now. There's adults. Adult bullying actually, I feel, is, is just as damaging is just as intense, if not more, because there's almost a, sometimes a justification of, of physical violence that goes along with it. But when we look at the bully, we recognize that that bully is projecting out of fear. And they may be justified in their projections. That's not the question of whether they're justified or not, or whether they're right or wrong. It's It's those projections that actually create the divide. It's that projection that keeps us from actually healing what's within ourselves that needs to heal. So it's not about whether we're justified or not. It's about what am I projecting? What judgments do I have that I'm placing on somebody else? Because if you can see it in them, it must be in you in some way or another. And whether we have a judgment of someone being a bully and we have the shame of being bullied as a child, that's pointing to something within us. We can actually process that, that shame. We can actually po- process our own stuff. If we're willing to look within, that's what I was talking about, that external battlefield versus the internal one. When you have a judgment about somebody else, if you take that judgment and turn around and go, how is that true for me? It's not always directly true. It can be indirectly true. But how does that resonate? If I take those words and I turn it around to myself, if I use that mirror and bring it back, where does that land in me? And for some people, it might be, well, I was bullied as a child, so I feel like I need to stand up even stronger now to to a, a situation where I see bullying, to make up for not doing it as a child or not having the strength or courage to do it as a child. That's an opportunity to look within. When we can create an 
a level of compassion and understanding, we can soften. It doesn't mean we allow people to get away with certain behaviors. It doesn't mean that we let them walk all over us. It doesn't mean that we take no action and do nothing about it. It just means that we can actually meet them with a level of understanding and, and we can stand in love and take action instead of standing in fear and taking action, which feels more like a fight or a battle. So I invite you to soften. I invite you to offer over your judgments, to forgive them all to spirit and say, I do not know what this is for. I have this perspective. I have these judgments. I have these ideas. I have these preferences. I have these outcomes that I want. And I have all of these things. I offer them to you. Forgive it all to spirit. Let spirit hold it for you. Let the divine hold it for you. And then your prayer is, show me another perspective. Because the one I'm holding is not love. And the one I'm holding is interfering with my peace. And the one I'm holding is painful. And the one I'm holding is not serving. Whatever the words are. I'm open, I'm willing, I'm curious. Show me another way to see the situation. Because the one I'm holding is interfering with my peace. And I know that if it's interfering with my peace, it's because I've decided to align with ego. Because I've decided to align with fear. I've listened to Eckhart Tolle speak a fair bit over the years. And I, I heard him talk about the compassionate witness. I don't know if those are his exact words, but that's kind of what I took from it. And I've been talking about that for quite a few years now. When we talk about the compassionate witness and him being the compassionate witness within himself, so he can kind of witness his humanness and stay standing in alignment with his divinity we can, he can witness his pain body. He can witness like a human emotion wash through. He can witness other people's emotions and other people's situations. And he holds steady, like he's one to hold steady. And that's really what's being called forth of all of us is to be able to hold steady in love, to hold steady in our divinity. And many of us are shifting from life by design to life by divine. And some people are still in life by default. And in some cases, you might even find you still have those tendencies to jump back into life by default. But when we shift to life by divine, we are able to say yes to being love in action. We are able to say yes to holding steady in those times where it feels challenging. We can open up our minds to a perspective and open up our hearts to love, compassion, and understanding. So the prayer is, show me, show me in this moment how to embody my divinity. Show me how to see this situation because the one I'm holding is painful or interfering with my peace.
So I invite you to take a deep breath. Again, land here with me now, stay with me. And try on the idea of letting go of the need to be right. Letting go of the fight to be right. Because as long as you're fighting to be right, you will always feel wrong. When we let go of the need to be right and the fight to be right, we create an opening in our mind. And it doesn't mean that our actions don't appear to be standing for justice. But it's our energy behind that stand that matters. We can come from love, not fear. We can stand in our divinity and hold steady there. Knowing that when we are in that place, the guidance that comes through is serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. And in our humanness, we can't be attached to the outcome. We can't be attached to having it play out one way or another. We need to be wide open. We can honor our humanness. We can honor our human nature wanting it to play out a certain way. We can honor that. We can recognize that. We can witness that. We can have an understanding of that within ourselves. Maybe even connect to that little part of you, that little girl, that little boy inside of you that is needing to be able to take a stand. We can have compassion for that part of us in our humanness. And at the same time, we can stand solid in our divinity. And in that place of living life by divine, we can serve humanity at the highest level. The guidance that, come through, that comes through is for us and everyone else involved directly and indirectly. It's serving all, everywhere. So my best advice for you, if you're facing a challenge or a battle that feels impossible or feels really hard or is stretching you and challenging you and shaking your foundation, hold steady. Hold steady and make a conscious choice in every moment to align with your divine nature. To choose love over fear. To see and open the mind to see compassion and understanding for the other individual or the other situation or the opposite side. The one last thing I'll share with you before we wrap up the show today, and this is another teaching from Neil Donald Walsh. So before I did the interview with him on the radio show, I was reading two of his books. I gobbled the one up in a whole weekend. It was uh, Happier Than God, and then there was another one. I can't remember the second one I read right off the top of my head, but in one of the books, he talks about the law of contrast. And 
what I recognized right now this morning too in my meditation was what I'm seeing in the battle that I'm facing appears to be like a real density and darkness. And the opposition feels like the energy of what I call the super ego. So I've talked about the spiritual ego, the hijacking ego, all those kinds of different egos in my book, The Evolution of the Ego. I haven't talked about the super ego because the super ego actually showed up on the day of my book launch. When I, when I launched the evolution of the ego book, it showed up uh, really kind of questioning, how dare you challenge me in this way? Or how dare you share this information with humanity? Basically in my face, like this big, massive, huge super ego, which is kind of the combination of all humanity's egos all together all at once. So it's quite intense. So the, what I'm seeing is the, the defense is like that energy of the super ego. And I, I did send a message out of love and compassion and calling for understanding. And, and it, I felt it soften, but then the next person sends another message and it just gears up again. It veers up again, that, that fear expands and it expands big. So it feels big. It feels massive. It feels heavy. It feels dark. And in Neil Donald Walsh's book, he talks about the law of opposites. And we have these experiences when we're expanding more and more into our light, where we will have an experience of a darkness that comes our way. So we'll have an experience of a contrast or opposite of what we're, what we're calling forth or what we're aligning with. And in this last three or four months, I felt a big, bigger shift for me into my light, a bigger calling. It's like, okay, enough of that. Now step up more. Like now stand in your light even more. So there was a bigger calling. So I had to stretch myself. And I'm recognizing that in doing that, this, you know, the law of of opposites comes in and shows me a dark contrast. So as big as the light I feel I'm being called toward now, there's that big contrast of the darkness that I'm seeing. And it's in my face and it's shaking my foundation. And the cool thing about it is I'm seeing it, I'm witnessing it, I'm keeping myself in alignment as much as possible. And I, I can feel shifts and I can feel solid in it in some ways. I'm actually able to hold steady. Like I said before, if it was five or 10 years ago, I would have fallen apart in so many ways, including in my health. But I'm really holding steady, stronger than ever before. And that's a miracle. So on your path in times of challenge, Yes, choose love. Yes, choose to align with your divinity. Yes, all of those things. And please, whatever you do, at the end of the day, find one or two or three things that you can celebrate. The miracles, the shifts, even if it's a shift from fear to love, even if it feels small or it feels big, I want you to celebrate the miracles. So in this moment, I'm celebrating my ability to hold steady most of the time right now, 
in the face of this big, dark challenge. I'm holding steady. I'm holding my light and that's a miracle. And in the times where I waver, I forgive. And the times where I forget, I surrender. And I'm going to invite you to do the same because we're all here in this human experience, trying to find our way, trying to navigate our path back home to our sense of self, back home to love, back home to living oneness. But right now, with all the healing that needs to happen and all the density that needs to rise up, it's going to look like separation for a little while. And if you can meet that separation with love, compassion, and understanding, and if you can meet the bullies in life the same way, and if you can meet fear with love, compassion, and understanding, then you will have a different experience of it. And it will be met with a different energy. So before I wrap up, one invitation on Friday coming up, I have my live Intuition Academy experience coming up. If you're interested in joining me, I'm going to be doing a meditative lesson, giving you a felt experience of what it's like to work with me and to work with me in the Intuition Academy and through our membership. So you can come and join for free. I want to have you feel the experience for yourself. So it's hard to describe and explain. I'll be doing a meditative lesson, intuitive readings, answering burning questions live. You can raise your hand and talk to me and hang out with me and immerse yourself in that healing energy and potential and the divinity, basically, experiencing life by divine right there on the call with me this coming Friday. You can find out more information at heartledliving.com forward slash live. And if you miss the live one, I'll be doing one more in November, probably in December. And then you can also listen to the replay. I thank you for coming and joining with me today and honoring my personal experiences and my personal challenges as we honor yours as well. And we come together with the intention of love and compassion and understanding. Thank you. I love you. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next week. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.